0: Crossover Thursday coming up, and Joe Marino of Locked On Bills and I will tell you how each side of this matchup can come out victorious. That and more on today's episode of Locked On Commanders.
1: You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome in, Commanders fans, to this Thursday episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. And don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. At the time of this recording, we are less than 20 subscribers away from 6,000 subscribers on Locked On Commanders. And I cannot thank the more than 5,000 of you that have already subscribed. But if you haven't, If you could help me get over that 6,000 subscription mark before we bring the Buffalo Bills into FedEx on Sunday, another sold out contest. Uh, Looking forward to seeing as many Commanders fans in the stands as possible. I would greatly appreciate it. I also appreciate all the everydayers who come through here on a regular basis to catch the episodes as they drop. And I appreciate my locks on Commanders insiders who are keeping me company all day long, texting me during press conferences, during practice after the locker room sessions, all that good stuff. If you want to get in on all that fun and action, go to join subtext.com slash locked on commanders. And you can go one-on-one with me, your host, David Harrison, on Twitter at D Harrison, 82 credential member of the media, covering your Washington commanders for commandercountry.com, A part of sports illustrated fan nation. Now. Let's bring in Joe Marino of Locked On Bills for this week's Crossover Thursday. This Crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use a promo code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. On today's episode, we're going to discuss what the Buffalo Bills and the Washington Commanders both have to do to come out of FedEx Field. With a win on Sunday and we'll discuss the key matchups and players coming up for week three this weekend. But first, we are going to start with the biggest thing happening around each team before this game or leading up to this game. And Joe, in honor of all my buddies living in upstate New York from my time station at Fort Drum, I would like to say let's go Buffalo first with the biggest story happening around your franchise that you cover uh, up there in, in, in the great state of New York.
2: Good to be on with you, David. Excited to talk about this football game. I'm sure Washington fans are quite excited about the 2-0 start. And um, you know, obviously the Bills looking to stack wins. I think that's where yeah. the storyline for me is with the Bills. They're a pretty healthy football team. I feel like a lot of the dynamics that we expected to be in place have evolved nicely. Obviously they bounced back really well from a kind of a goofy Monday night opener against the Jets into a dominant win over the Raiders. And so I think for this Buffalo Bills team, now that it feels like it's on track, that they bounce back, it's about stacking wins and starting to be the team you're supposed to be this season. 38 to 10 win over the Raiders is a good start to that, but it's about stacking wins. And obviously, you have a road date in Washington where you're favored by six and a half as of the recording of this podcast. And it feels like an opportunity that the Bills need to seize, especially with what's happening the following week, which is a home date against the Miami Dolphins, and the Bills have won the AFC East three years in a row, but the Dolphins are certainly nipping at their heels. They feel like the biggest threat to the Bills in terms of repeating for a fourth time, and so it's about taking care of their business this week and not getting lost in what's happening next week. We know the NFL is a week-to-week league, and you can't not look ahead. That's what the key thing for the Bills this week is, going and taking care of your business and letting the Miami week be the Miami week and focus on a 2-0 Washington team that has a lot of talent.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the popular phrase is trap game, right? And I think that every, every NFL fan base has kind of gone through situations where their team may be heavily favored in a matchup. And maybe there's a big matchup coming up next week. Like this week was the Cardinals for the Commanders. You got the Eagles in week four. So that would be a trap game feel for the Washington Commanders. But this here is an opportunity for the Washington Commanders to really kind of make a statement to the National Football League that they are really a lot better than a lot of people expected them to be. Most people had this team at the bottom of the barrel, maybe selecting top five in the NFL draft, probably going after uh, a new quarterback, maybe Sam Howell's best friend, Drake May, who's playing out at UNC, how how awkward of a situation that would be if, if Drake had to come into this locker room and compete with Sam for a starting job. But that's really what was expected. Now, coming through week two, you know, the Arizona Cardinals game, not as clean as as everybody wanted it to be. The Denver Broncos with the comeback and and, and the first, you know, underdog upset victory of the year. I don't know that it's enough to, to make people say, OK, the Washington Commanders could be for real or at least, you know, could be really competitive in the NFC East or the playoff picture. But at least people now, I think, have kind of a a layer of respect around this team and and their young players, especially their quarterback and the resiliency, right? That's the message that Ron Rivera talked about was resiliency. And honestly, I think that is the biggest story surrounding the Washington Commanders right now, because Sam Howell has obviously showed that resiliency, not just in these two starts of the season, but you go back to his dropping all the way from being a first round draft pick candidate to being a fifth round draft pick candidate. I talked to him recently uh, here this season about that whole thing and asked him about kind of his projections from the advisory board coming in. And he did acknowledge like the the projections were a little bit all over the place, but they were definitely in the more day two range than they were the day three range. But then every team and he didn't specify, but every team he thought might go after him ended up bringing in a new quarterback. Denver Broncos brought in a new quarterback the same year Sam Howell was drafted. I don't know that that's the team that he was talking about, but it could have been. So for him to get a win against that team, if they were probably felt really good, but then you have like on the other side of the ball, a resilient chase young, who is, Been through the ringer, I think, of every professional player's uh, dreams and nightmares. Defense rookie of the year, followed up by one and a half sacks through eight and a half games before tearing up his knee, having two knee surgeries, a delayed recovery from that, finally getting back healthy at the end of last year. A stinger in the preseason finally gets healthy from that, and he blows up for a sack and a half in his first game, matching his last healthy season's output in one single game. So a lot of resiliency, Joe. And not only is this team going to need that resiliency against Buffalo, they're going to need resiliency and clean football, which hopefully will keep them from needing another fourth quarter comeback in, in week three. You
2: yeah, know, it's interesting you mentioned that about Sam Howell. And I think some of the best players at any sport are the ones that can really find that chip on their shoulders. And I think that's a good point with Sam Howell. I mean, I'm living in the draft space all the time. We started the mock drafts that year with him as a top three, top five selection and he falls to the fifth round in what was a really goofy quarterback class altogether and so you know i think him being able to manufacture that being able to work with eric bienemy taking over this offense the offensive line has certainly looked good through two 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 games at this point in the season and so you have a team that feels like they're playing with a, a lot of motivation there's certainly a lot riding with the new ownership in washington everybody has to perform right everyone's under evaluation and so them being 2-0 at this point in the season puts them on track. That gives them confidence, and I'm sure that they're looking to validate, like you said, and make a statement and beat the Bills, right? You do that, you're no longer going to be questioned as a 2-0 team. You're going to be a 3-0 and team that all of a sudden looks like they can make some noise in the NFC, which feels like a yeah. wide-open conference. You certainly have the top guys, right, the The 49ers, the Cowboys, the Eagles, they're all 2-0, and but so are the commanders and the Falcons and the bucks, right? It feels wide open. And, um, I, I, it's cool to see Washington have some success
0: and, um, we'll see how it goes throughout the course of the season. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're, we're having a fun, you know, time getting right out the gates. We'll see which horses can kind of keep up, uh, with the, with the front of the pack. I know when I did my, my regular season preview, I kind of went quarter at a time in the first quarter. I told my listeners, I said, look, you know, two and two that's par for the course. That's, that's the minimum you should expect. You feel Okay going two and two with, with this type of a schedule in front of you. They've already got the two wins. So anything after this, if you can get another one, whether it be from Buffalo, uh, and again, you don't want to look ahead of, of anybody, but especially the Buffalo Bills, uh, but if you can get a win against Philadelphia Eagles, come out with a 3-1 and one record, uh, 4 no record, Joe. Would, would, I don't know. I don't know if the DMV could handle the Washington community before ah. you no know, after uh, the first quarter of the season. But anything after this uh, is, is, of course, is, is just a benefit for everybody involved. But, of course, those storylines aren't going to be the only ones dominating Sunday. We've got key matchups and players to look for this weekend as the Buffalo Bills visit the Washington Commanders. That's coming up next on today's Crossover Thursday episode of Locked On Commanders, Locked On Bills, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And this Crossover Thursday episode of both Locked On Bills, Locked On Commanders, brought to you by Prize Picks, the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS, daily fantasy sports, because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros like Joe Marino and Sharks, like, I don't know, James Jarko, He's a lot better at this than I am. You pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. And this week on prize picks, I'm doing a little Thursday night triple play of my own. That's my saying, not prize Picks's saying. But I'm taking 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy for more than 222.5 passing yards. Giants tight end Darren Waller for more than 50.5 yards receiving and 49ers running back Christian McCaffrey for more than 112.5 yards of total offense in what should be a 49ers win. But it's Thursday night football, so anything can happen. But I'm also keeping my eye on Prize picks because they got weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Prize picks, discounts, select player projections up to 25% to provide you even more value. And now they even have Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account. This football season, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use a promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, this pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL, promo code locked on NFL, all lowercase. Prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Today's crossover episode is also brought to you by the fact that you should never be caught unprepared. And Jace Medical is here to help you make sure you have five life saving antibiotics on hand for emergency use if ever you should need them. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. And all it takes to get your Jace case is fill out a simple online form. And in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of Jace Medical's board-certified physicians. It's doctor-created, it's doctor-recommended, and everybody should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Whether it's a natural disaster or simple travel issues, one Jace case user, Frank, said, quote, easy as one, two, three, just in time. I received our package the same day I got a sinus infection And my doctor was out of town. No appointments for days. Thank goodness it arrived. End quote. So it doesn't have to be the apocalypse happening. Sometimes you just need to have the meds you need when you need them. Storms, shortages, pandemics, whatever it is, you need to be more prepared now more than ever before. The Jace case gives you peace of mind. And Jace Medical is making sure you have the medications you need in hand. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using the promo code Locked On at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical dot com. Thanks again for making Locked on Bills and Locked on Commanders, your first listen today and every day. Every day is of both programs. We appreciate you all for joining us here for this crossover Thursday. And Joe, we've got a lot of matchups in this game, but coming from the Buffalo Bills side of things, which matchup to you is the biggest one coming up on Sunday?
2: Yeah, my mind goes right to this commander's defensive line. Montez Sweat, Chase Young, Deron Payne, John Allen. We've talked for years about this group, all the first round picks, the talent there. So far, these guys are looking pretty good through a couple of games, 10 sacks in two games. I mean, they're putting quarterbacks on the back. Obviously, you mentioned Chase Young already, him finally being healthy, coming through with a sack and a half. And so that's a tough challenge for any team. And the Bills... Obviously, we'll have their hands full with this group. They did quite well last week against the Raiders and uh, Max Crosby, but they don't have any other threats besides Max Crosby. And you go back to that Jets game and you feel like, all right, they were able to heat him up a little bit more. And obviously, there's more talent on that Jets defensive line. And so this is a a big test for the Bills offensive line. Obviously, keeping Josh Allen upright and giving him time to operate is critical every single week. And you got a tough defensive line to deal with here that – uh, can get organic pressure. They can rush for and get home. They have guys that can win one-on-one. And so it's going to be a big test for the Bills and obviously one of the most critical things if the Bills are going to come away with a win.
0: Yeah, I think 100% I the you hit the nail. Right. I actually just finished on Tuesday, uh, dropped an episode that kind of did a deep dive of the Washington Commanders, 10 sacks, and uh, being first in the league in the NFL right now, tied with the Dallas Cowboys and second in the league and, and sacks per pass attempt and all those things. And look, seven of those came against the Denver Broncos. That's a very large sum. Uh, to have in one game. So it's not quite an even split, but the addition of Chase Young hopefully is kind of what helped sparked uh spark that increase in production. And if they can get a similar or or same type of performance against Josh Allen, certainly will give the Washington Commanders an opportunity. I do know one thing the Washington Commanders cannot come out of sleep on defense for the first quarter and a half the way they did in Denver, or else this thing might be uh ugly pretty, pretty quick. I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat a little bit. Typically we go players on these matchups, right? I'm gonna go Sean McDermott against Eric Bieniemy. And Kansas City Chiefs fans have been kind of rallying for a long, long time that Eric Bieniemy deserves to be an NFL head coach. And there's been people in the media and, and supporters of his out in the public to say Eric Bieniemy should have been a head coach a long time ago. This opportunity in Washington is really kind of the first opportunity he's had to just, without a doubt, unquestioned, just be the man in charge of an offense that nobody can can uh, can t- can take away from him. I mean, he's he got questions here, Joe, just last week about how was it to be. A play caller on the sideline for week one in the NFL. And it wasn't meant as, as, as any type of a disrespectful uh, question. And EB didn't take it that way, but he did come back and say, I've played, I've called plays before. You know what I mean? But that, that stigma and opinion or, or perception mm-hmm. of them not being a consistent play caller is obviously carrying through with him, uh, you know, to this day, even in Washington. And if he can do what he's done in the first two weeks, both weeks, the Washington Commanders come out, and they haven't necessarily been amazing on offense in either game. Did better against Denver, even in the first half, even though the point uh, point output uh, wasn't all that great until maybe the middle part portion of the second quarter. But in both those games, he came out in the second half and the adjustments he made with his young first year starting quarterback, Sam Howell, and able to get him more comfortable, get him more effective and get the offense rolling a little bit better. Those have been huge. And if he can do it, we talk about statement games. Obviously, the Washington commanders want their respect. But if Eric B enemy can come out and do this, and I'll even say they don't even have to necessarily win, to be honest with you. But if he can come out with a game plan that keeps the competitor, the commanders competitive and maybe makes this a one score game, maybe a last possession game uh, type of deal. Even if they don't come out with a win, Eric B can make a lot of people swallow their tongues come this offseason when his name is brought up in coaching conversations again. Yeah,
2: I love that dynamic of McDermott versus the enemy because Sean McDermott is now the defensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills after Leslie Frazier had a really good run. This is Sean McDermott's defense. And what's interesting in kind of reflecting over Sean McDermott against younger quarterbacks in the past is he seems to be pretty aggressive, willing to blitz and Mm -hmm. really just throw the kitchen sink at young quarterbacks. And what's interesting about that is the Bills have not been – a blitz heavy defense so far this year, actually, I think third lowest blitz percentage in the NFL right now at about 11% of passing attempts, sending pressure. Do they yeah. mix that up this week? Do they send more pressure at Sam Howell in his fourth NFL start in his third game with a new play caller? You can see them yeah. really trying to stress Sam and stress Eric B. to Bieni to have those built-in answers and for Sam Howell to make good decisions. And so I'm interested to see if this is t- kind of a game here for, the bills where they're a bit more blitz heavy than they were in their previous two outings this year with Sean McDermott as the defensive coordinator.
0: And of course the head coach. Yeah. You know what, Joe, I'm, I'm so happy that you said that because as we're sitting in the press box in Denver in week two, as the Washington commanders are orchestrating this comeback victory, I kept telling the media members sitting next to me, I said, why had the Denver Broncos not understood that giving Sam Howell five to eight yards to throw every single first down is a terrible, terrible idea because All that ended up doing was giving Sam Howell, the Washington commander, successful play after successful play on first downs, giving them second and shorts, manageables, third Mm and shorts and manageables. And that's what helped them stay or get back into that game. And I fully question and wonder, is Sean McDermott, because you don't have a lot of tape on Sam Howell. But if you watch Dallas, if you watch uh, Denver specifically, you're going to see two defenses that were okay giving up the dink and dunks, right, going back to the Bill Walsh days of coaching. And they got bit by it. They got beat by it. And I just look at it. And if I'm a defensive coordinator, which I'm not, but if I'm looking at Sam Howell what this offense has been able to do, I'm bringing the house out. I'm saying, you know what? I understand that you can find the underneath stuff. I understand that if I give you three to five seconds, you're gonna be able to find a guy open. But what if I give you two seconds? What if I give you one and a half seconds? And that's why the most important player, Joe, because I'm uh, you hit it, you said it, and now I'm pretty sure it's gonna happen. Like that's pretty much how my brain is gonna work here. The most important player in the commander side of things. Left tackle, Charles Leno Jr. Uh, Charles Leno Jr. is a veteran. He's a leader. Uh, He's a great dude in the locker room, great dude on the practice field. But I will tell you that he is about as hot and cold as a left tackle gets outside of Donovan Smith. When he is good, Mm -hmm. he's probably one of the most consistent tackles in the game. When he is bad, he is leaning forward on all fours, on the ground, reaching for the pass rusher as he goes by him. There is not really a whole lot of middle ground with Charles Leno Jr. We saw some bad uh, against the Denver Broncos, two of the four sacks that, uh, that Sam Howell ended up having to eat were blamed on Charles Leno Jr., the majority of them, at least, if not the entirety of it. That is not something that Charles Leno Jr. can do against his Buffalo Bills defense mm-hmm. if, in fact, they do what I expect them to do, which is bring a lot more pressure on Sam Howell. Because, again, if you watch the Denver tape, you can see sitting back trying to let him make his own mistakes is not going to work.
2: Another thing that I'm paying close attention to here matchup-wise is Emmanuel Forbes' first-round pick for the Washington Commanders against probably a lot of Stefan Diggs. And I am not here to talk down on Emmanuel Forbes. I respect the heck out Mm -hmm. of the player. An absolute dog. Loved watching him at Mississippi State. He's like 166 pounds, but he doesn't know that, right? Mm -hmm. He comes up and tackles. He's got ball skills. He's a playmaker. And I'm excited for his career, but this is his third game. And he's going up against a really, really good player in Stefan Diggs, one of the premier receivers in the NFL. And I think that it's going to be a fun matchup to see how Steph plays against him because the first couple of weeks he's faced a lot of big, long corners, mm-hmm. and now that's not really the case at all with Emmanuel Forbes. And so, how do the Bills go after that matchup? You have to think they're going to. I mean, even the collective Washington secondary—it's it, there's some veterans in there, of course, with Fuller, but there's a lot of youth even at safety, and you know, with Benjamin mm-hmm. St. Just and his role in the in, in the defense. And so, I'm interested to see how this Bills passing offense that is in you know, year six of the scheme how do they attack what I think is a pretty young overall Washington secondary
0: yeah absolutely Emmanuel Forbes is a guy that you know he, he didn't get as many reps in the first week that I think a lot of fans wanted to get but Jack Del Rio defense coordinator has said a lot of it's gonna be matchup based and a lot of it's gonna be scheme based and depending on what the Buffalo Bills bring we'll depend on how the Washington commanders decide to uh to go after but you know Emmanuel Forbes is gonna be Embracing the opportunity to go up against uh, one of the best receivers in the NFL, when and if he gets the chance, uh, coming up Sunday, and if that goes right, then maybe the Washington Commanders can come out with a big upset win at home. You know, oddly enough. Uh, but what has to go right for the Bills to make sure that doesn't happen? We're going to talk about that next on this crossover Thursday of Locked On Commanders, Locked On Bills, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day and this crossover thursday episode is brought to you by bird dogs which uh, bird dogs make you look good with their stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg giving you a truly sculpted look plus they fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff restricting cotton because bird dogs invented cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but it stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement on top of all the comfort bird dogs also uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric which guys some of us all have to admit we know You need that sucker, right? That keeps you cool and dry all day long and smelling fresh where you need it the most. Bottom line is bird dogs are functional for any occasion. Whether you're hailing some commanders or smashing through tables, bird dogs are going to make sure that you're comfortable and looking good doing it. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL or enter the promo code locked on NFL at checkout to get a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for a free water bottle to check out. You'll take that with you everywhere you go and you're not going to want to take your bird dogs off.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Locked On Bills, Locked On Commanders wrapping up this crossover Thursday episode ahead of Week 3. Uh, a big matchup uh, happening here in FedEx field in the DMV. I know commanders fans are excited, Joe. I have not heard a lot of publication about the number of tickets sold for FedEx field. And I know the commanders were really excited to publicize all the numbers of tickets sold for week one. So it makes me a little bit worried that maybe the commanders seen a lot of transactions coming from New York zip codes and, and the like. So we'll see Buffalo bills fans definitely travel. Well, uh, looking forward to the environment, no matter what happens, but What has to go right from the Buffalo side of things in order for Bills fans to leave the stadium feeling good?
2: Well, David, I feel like it comes down to three things. Protecting Josh Allen, and so obviously the big challenge that we talked about in the opening segment about that. Commander's defensive line against the Bills offensive line. You have to meet the moment. You got to win one-on-ones because there's not that many different ways that you can help, right? There's four different guys here that can, can get home. It's not Max Crosby and nothing else. This is four dudes. And so you're going to have to win one on ones. So that starts with the offensive line winning and protecting Josh Allen. I think it comes back down to from there is avoiding negative plays. Those guys are not just good pass rushers, they can get tackles for loss. You saw that over the first two games of the season. And so staying ahead of the sticks, not finding yourself in second and long and third and long and avoiding those negative plays, which also means not turning over the football. And so Josh Allen, a clean game. Against the Raiders, no turnovers, but everybody saw Monday Night Football, four turnovers. Josh Allen, you're going to see the statistic every week. Most turnovers in the NFL since whatever it was, 2018. Also, the most touchdowns. Nobody wants to talk about that, but it's part of the deal. It comes down to taking care of your pass protection, avoiding the, the negative plays, and of course, not giving the Washington Commanders
0: the ball and taking care of it. Yeah, absolutely. And for for the Washington Commanders side of things, it's we're going back to that resiliency, right? If you're a resilient person, that means you like to hang in when times get tough. Well, if you're going to be a resilient team, that means you got to hang in and not allow one play drives to end up with 60 yard touchdown passes. And that's what the Washington Commanders have to do against this Buffalo Bills team is limit the explosives for the offense. That obviously means you can't let Stephon Diggs get big. Big chunk yards. You can't let, I don't know, Dawson Knox, any any of these guys, Josh Allen break off a 20-yard run. You can't let any of those things happen. In the first half against the Denver Broncos, they allowed five explosive offensive plays for the Broncos' offense, if I remember correctly. In the second half, outside the Hail Mary, which was ugly by itself, they only allowed one, and that, again, was huge in that comeback effort. On the offensive side of things, right, what are explosive defensive plays, big sacks, strip sacks, interceptions. You cannot turn the ball over. You cannot let the Buffalo Bills' defense feel comfortable in your house. You got to keep them on their toes as best that you can. And if you do those things, you hang in this fight. You know, again, the, the spread is what the spread is. But if you do all those things, and at the end of the day, uh, in the fourth quarter, you should have an opportunity to come up with a big upset win. And, you know, look, as measuring stick games go early on in the season, this is one of those matchups, Joe. I kind of wish they were both in the same conference because you would love to maybe see these two mm-hmm. meet up again if both make the playoffs. The Bills should, the Commanders might. You'd love to see these two in the postseason again, see what the differences are from week three to week, you know, 19, 20, whatever it is uh, at the time they would face off. Obviously, that's not going to happen unless we see each other mid-February. But for week three in September, six and a half point favorites for the Buffalo Bills. Joe, I don't know if you have a specific score yet, but do you have them covering the spread or do you have them just winning the game?
2: Well, you, you didn't even give me an option where the Bills would lose the game. I think you're you're assuming that <laughs> I'm going to pick the Bills to win it. Um, you're, you're correct about that. I do think that the Bills yeah. go into Washington win this game. I think they've done... A good job uh, throughout the years of kind of their glow up as a top team and not looking ahead. Right. They they're very much week to week. They focus on their opponent. They respect their opponent. Josh Allen. I don't know if I believe him, but when he was doing Kyle Brandt's basement last year, he was always like, I don't know who we play next. Like, okay, buddy, you probably do. But they they certainly do embrace that. And I think that they're not going to overlook uh, Washington, Obviously, there's the the relationship between Sean McDermott and Ron Rivera. That, uh, of course, is something, uh, you know, storyline in this game. But it's going to be an interesting football game. You mentioned some of the explosive plays they gave up in the first half against Denver. You know, the Bills didn't necessarily have the explosive plays against the Raiders. Only one pass that was uh, uh, targeted more than 20 yards down the field. They were able to kind of stay patient and embrace that style of football. Will they do that against Washington? Will Josh Allen go out there and want to put the ball down the field. It's going to be an interesting opportunity to see what this football team looks like against Washington, because I think it presents just a really different um, matchup on both sides of the football than what we've seen in the first couple weeks of the season. But I do think the Bills going to Washington, get a win. I have it at 27 to 17. I think they cover, um, but look, I'm not dismissing Washington. I think there's a path for them to win. I think they have the pass rush if they can take away the football and and really kind of just limit some of those big plays, win in the red zone. You know, there's obviously a path for any team to win in the NFL. I'm not taking the commanders lightly, but I do think the bills take care of their business.
0: Yeah. I I don't think you're going to be alone on that. I know a lot of commanders fans are are anticipating what's going to happen. They're excited to see what happens in the future, but they do know that this game is going to be a very tough one for this, for this organization to win right here, especially week three. And I do think the Washington commanders, like I said, just a minute ago, week three, Washington commanders versus say week 13 commanders, are going to be two different teams and, and, you know, hopefully health is on their side and that helps them continue to develop. This is a team on the rise, I believe, but I don't think they're ready for a matchup like this one just yet uh, going up against the Buffalo bills. And I do think that the bills win this thing, but I'm going to go 27, 21. So if you want to take the commanders and the points of fan duel, I believe that uh, you'll probably be happy with that. I would probably stick to money line bets with this kind of thing though. And unfortunately, if you're going money line, you're probably going bills on that one, but uh, I I hope locked on commanders fans uh, listeners every day as you know that I value being honest above all so you kind of had to uh, see that coming so that's gonna do it for today's crossover Thursday episode locked on Bills locked on commanders coming up we've got at least one more episode to wrap up the week before this thing kicks off on Sunday so make sure you come back for that in the meantime make sure you're following Joe on Twitter at the Joe Marino commanders fans you heard Joe say it draft thing is 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 kind of his thing even if you are not a Buffalo Bills fan you should still be following. Joe Marino again on Twitter at the Joe Marino. And you can find me at D Harrison 82 Not as good of a Twitter follow, but, you know, I try. As always, thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day every day, every day. Thank you for coming back uh, through on a consistent basis like you do for both shows. Thank you so much for making each of us part of your day, part of your football routine. Until we speak again, please be safe, be kind. We'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, Locked On Bills, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.